0: Welcome to The Main Column, proudly brought to you by our season sponsor, MeriChem. MeriChem is a global leader in full-service sulfur removal, caustic treating, and spent caustic treatment technologies. We also provide spent caustic handling services as an alternative to technology solutions. MeriChem's reputation stands on principles of proven performance, unsurpassed expertise, and an uncommon commitment to its customers. For more information, visit MeriChem.com.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to a very special edition of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column, uh, live from the AFPM Summit here in Grapevine, Texas. We have a very special guest joining us today uh, Delbert Grotwald, a professional engineer and renewable fuels domain expert from Veolia Water Technologies and Solutions. Uh, we will be discussing with Delbert the ins and outs of renewable fuels. We have a lot to get to today on this episode, so let's welcome in our special guest. Delbert, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, My Great meeting. Good setting. Good.
1: Uh, let's start off right, to jump right into it. What is it that makes you so enthusiastic about working in the renewable fuel space?
0: So a few of the things that have excited me about moving from my traditional petroleum refining uh, business position into the renewable fuel space is that uh, it's really driving future interest in the fuels industry. Um, And I think it's driving the interest and the investment and technology developments to levels that we've never seen. Uh, We haven't done this in a very operational, conservative industry for a long time. So we've been pretty stagnant as an industry for quite a while. Now we're seeing that investment and the interest in the industry that's really starting to spark some innovation. Um, and the last thing is I'm actually a biofuels producer. Uh, I produce bourbon. And uh, at our bourbon plant, we are also a renewable gas, renewable natural gas producer and a carbon capture operator. I've been doing it for over 10 years. So this is not something new to me. It's just expanding what I've done in my personal life into my industry life. Well, that's a great crossover. We like that. <laughs>
1: when you're talking about uh, Innovations. What are some of the capabilities and technologies that Veolia provides to renewable fuel
0: processors? So when we think of the renewable fuels process, we really think about it from the feedstock all the way to the finished fuel. And at Veolia, one of our big um, incentives is something we call the ecological transformation. And that's where we're really a worldwide leader in recovery services. So if you think about the collection of those feedstocks for renewable fuels, We're in that area, Uh, recycling, Uh, we are into reusing and reducing the consumption of natural resources. So really, what it allows us to do is play that entire value chain all the way from the feedstock to the finished fuel in a company where we are are bigger, um, broader and better uh, because of our uh, expanded capacities that we now have. And so the other things that we offer, we offer equipment and mechanical solutions for um, all of the areas of renewable fuels. Um, we actually can uh, operate and own various different pieces and parts of that value chain for a customer as well. We offer our chemical solutions from both the utilities aspect and from the process chemistry aspect. And then our technical expertise is what we really bring to, uh, to the industry.
1: That's great that you provide so much to all these uh, renewable fuel markets. Um, how big do you think this impact of renewable fuels will be uh, on the planet, on the U.S. petroleum refining market?
0: So when we look at the renewable fuels industry, I like to include you know, renewable diesel and sustainable aviation fuel and biodiesel and ethanol and, and even renewable natural gas into that industry. And I think that renewable fuels as we know them today are just a stepping stone due to current limitations around feedstock. And they'll probably plateau somewhere around 20 to 30. And for the renewable diesel um, space, that's probably going to only be about 10% of the demand for diesel in this country. Mm -hmm. The other things are uh, that net processes to produce renewable fuels are lower in carbon intensity, but they're not net zero. So they're not going to take CO2 out of the atmosphere they're low carbon intensity but they're not zero carbon intensity and they're limited but necessary steps to help us reduce our greenhouse gas emissions and i think that vastly improved technologies and some different routes are going to be required to supplant petroleum refining to meet the required fuel demand and that's a much longer term objective
1: let's talk a little bit about near-term solutions why are renewable fuels maybe only part of the near-term solution
0: well, I, we mentioned it, you know, the feedstock limitations. There's only so many of these feedstocks out there that we can actually process and convert into a renewable type of a fuel. I think we have some technology limitations, and that's what excites me about the innovation in the industry. Watching the various different licensors and process developers come up with these new technologies is very exciting to me. The other thing that I think that we have are what I call fuel density limitations, In how much density can we pack in? How many BTUs can we pack into a gallon of fuel? Because those fuel density limitations are what are going to set um, kind of the plateau that we're going to hit near term. Some of the synthetic molecules that might be able to be developed, that are being developed, may be able to overcome those energy density limitations where you can fly farther on a gallon of of jet fuel than you can today.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's talk about... um What's next for the renewable fuels industry? Maybe give us a a prediction of five years, ten years, twenty years down the road.
0: Sure. So I think that uh, I think we have to continue to refine and optimize our our current operating pathways. The things that we're already doing, we need to make them better. We need to optimize those, um, and we need to come up with it to new technologies to produce those renewable fuels. And uh, I think the commercialization of brand new technologies that we've never seen before; these are going to be entirely new technologies that are going to come to the industry.
1: So, what can I do as a as a down the line um, consumer? What can our industry, petrochemicals, refining what what can we do in our
0: work? So, I think uh, I think something that we can all do, and the first one is just to improve your own personal um, energy efficiency, right? And we've been doing this, so, you know, ever since the uh, The oil crunch in the 1970s, the oil embargoes, everybody's now been on a pathway to improve their car's uh, fuel mileage and, you know, LED light bulbs are a great example, right? So continue to improve your own personal energy efficiency and the reliability of your own processes, right? So even in the petroleum refining industry today, I think that we can improve our current processes and make them more reliable and make them more energy efficient. Um, We can increase the end use. the efficiency of the fuel and use lower carbon intensity fuels. That's another way that we can all help mm-hmm. and continue to drive the use of those low carbon intensity fuels. Improving the social value of the end use of that fuel. Um, you have to stop and think about, um, is the social value I'm going to fuel an ambulance that's got to go pick somebody up, or am I going to just take my car one block to the store? Right? And so improving that social value of the end use of that fuel I think is going to be important. And you know, we all need to just lower our own personal carbon intensities that's the truth <laughs> yeah all the way across the board yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> delbert we can't thank you enough for uh, providing us with with your time today to discuss this cru- uh, crucial issue in our uh, hydrocarbon processing industry as always thank you to our audience for listening to the latest episode of hydrocarbon processing podcast series the main column live here at the afpm summit thanks again delbert
0: oh thank you mike